When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to John Boy and Jake Radio. Today is Thursday, October 25th. I knew that. Didn't have to check my phone. And we got some good stuff to talk about today. The Red Sox won again because the Dodgers are doing some dumb shit and the Red Sox are good. The Knicks lost to the Heat. We got some good stories. A guy's going to go live in a jar. A 12-year-old started a fire with his urine. Rage rooms. The smartest doctor that ever doctored. And uh, some Twitter questions of the day. Let's get into it. Tequila. All right, guys. What's up? Thank you very much for joining. Jake, did you remember? Thursdays was drinking Thirsty songs. Thirsty Thursday. Yes. So there you go. Tequila. Got to go with tequila right away. That's the best. That's the best song that mentions an alcohol. Sure. Lyrics are out of this world to that song. And it reminds you of Sandlot, which is a good movie. Yeah. How are you, Jim? I'm good. I'm good. I like, I like, I told you this yesterday. I like doing this show. We're very, very early into it. That's nice. Very early. Only day four. The downloads are good. Our, our, our graph is going the right direction every day, taking a step higher. So I thank everyone that's listening. Pass it along to your friends. Even if you don't like sports, come for the second half hour of the show, which is silly. Sports and silly. silly. We got some good silly stories today. The news was doing good stuff. Got some, I mean, some of the sports is good too, but it's basically the Red Sox winning, which I'm so jealous. Go on. I mean, we yesterday watching that Red Sox game versus the Dodgers, like the Red Sox are going to win this in four or five, and I'm just jealous. Like I'm angry. I, I don't like the Red Sox. I don't want them to win, but I'm so sad and jealous that the Yankees aren't doing this. Yeah, no, it's it's one of the most incredible runs I've seen a team do. Uh, I'm I'm not going to fully cave. It looks like they're going to win this in five, but uh, the old saying, Jim. Series doesn't start until one team wins a road game. Unless yep. unless every team wins a home game, then the home team wins. But, I don't know. Dude, they look incredible. And they're still doing the two-out RBI stuff. It's insane. Their two-out RBI numbers are crazy. Yeah, it's more than 50% um, of, of their runs scored in the postseason. And I, you, you just see it happening. And I, I, said, I tweeted out something... That said they looked cold, which they did. These were their two coldest games of the year. And it's still 87 in L.A., so they're like Jones and to go back to that, which is pathetic in October. I'm sorry. Be, be colder. Can't be, can't be doing 87. That's why I got out of there. That's why I moved back to New Jersey. I'm so happy were, with the season. You seasons. were north. You were north of there. 
It was I 90. Mean, it's still warm. Yeah. It was 90 in where I lived last week. Yeah. So it's, it's hot there, too. Yeah, it gets chillier in the bay, though. At night, but during the middle of the day. Well, right. outside of the bay. Where I lived, it still got hot. Terrible. We get You don't like the hot. We, we, we agree. Well, we know. We agree. We're on the same side. It's too hot there. Be cold and <laughs> um, I don't even know what I was saying. It was it's hot. We'll we'll see if they play better. They should start playing their good players. They had Muncie and Bellinger out for both these games and gave Dozier and um, uh, Dozier and who's the other guy they gave at bats to Grandal. Uh, no, Freeze. Freeze was getting righty at bats. Um, Hernandez, they move all G- around the Hern- field. Hernandez. The Hernandez and and Dozier were getting at bats over Muncie and uh, Bellinger. And Muncie's like, stats versus left-handed pitchers are great, and Bellinger's one of their best players. The, with, with Muncie, Bellinger, Peterson, and Grandall out of the starting lineup, the Dodgers became the first team in history to begin a World Series game with their four regular season home run leaders on the bench. It's a strategy for sure. And Dave Roberts' quote is, it's hard to have guys that slug like Peterson, Muncy, Bellinger on the bench. But this is what we've done in September throughout the postseason, and it's proven to be successful. I mean, Dave Roger- Roberts is the biggest binder manager going, right? Like last year we learned that when he was taking um, Rich. What's his name? Rich Hill? Rich Hill. Well, he was taking him out of the game when he was like going like uh, he had uh, like a one hitter or something. He was going really good through two times through the lineup, had like a great game going, a shutout. And they took him out for the bullpen third time around, which we know some of that works. But I think Dave Roberts and the Dodgers are the biggest example of go by the analytics that we have right now. Yeah, I, I think every binder's a little different. They, I mean, they're just going. We can put out a full righty lineup. I mean, if it if it had worked against one of these teams, he looks like a genius. But I don't know. The Red Sox are incredible. They're going back to L.A. They they looked cold on and off the field. It's it's it looks like it's written in stone though. You know why it does? You know why it's easier for the Dodgers to not start those three guys because they they're used to NL baseball. And with NL, you pinch hit for the pitcher all the time. But when they're right. playing AL rules, you can't pinch hit for the DH. Otherwise, you lose the DH, yeah, which is... It's, playoffs, it's just brutal. They're, these lefties that are coming off the bench are only seeing 100-mile-per-hour fastballs. And like, analytics degrees. can't adjust for that. Yeah, in cold weather, which they don't like. Yeah. So. It's always funny in sports when, like, hey, it's cold here. We're used to it. Like, growing the Green Bay, it's like... I don't know, man. It's just weird that weather can play that much of an advantage. It does. I think it really does. I think the Dodgers look cold, like you said. Yeah. But it's like and somehow oh, we'll figure out how to combat that. Where I was going with that before was when I said unprepared, it's not like these guys are doing scouting reports and things like that, but you have to know that what the Red Sox have been doing has been if you give them an inch – they absolutely take more than a mile. They've taken if you give them an inch, they've been taking more than any sports team has ever taken. <laughs> and Yasiel Puig, two outs, Vasquez hits a, a bloopy double or a bloopy single to right. He's got the angle and he pulls up because and you see the thought process in his head, like, oh, don't, you know, don't make a mistake here. It's the World Series. 
Yeah, dude, but if you catch that ball, you're out of the inning. Instead, that leads to the bases loaded. They bring in Madsen. Madsen's a mess and can't be in this playoffs. He walks a guy and he gives up the hit. And you just lost the game. You just lost the game because you didn't lay out for a ball. I know it's, I'm not putting the loss on Puig's shoulders, but you have to know what this team views an opportunity as and what they've done every time. Yep. I'm not knocking the Red Sox, but the Dodgers are really disappointing me with their lack of competition. These The scores have kind of been close. The games don't feel close. Yeah, and they... I mean, I mean, the biggest thing that Roberts needs is, A, he's going to start his lefties because they're going to start right-handed pitching, which good, I guess. Um, and, yeah, he's they've got Walker Bueller, who's been their best guy so far, but he's still a young kid. Walker Bueller. Good, good name. But, yeah, man, I, I just, I don't know. Asking your guys to come off the bench like that, in in that environment, and oh, he's he's just have to kick. You have to kick Madsen to the curb. Yeah, like if you get an inning, you feel lucky, dude. Because it they have to go to Baez and then save Jansen for the end, or even move Jansen up. Like, how have you not been watching what the other teams have done this playoffs, Dave Roberts? The Brewers were pitching Hater early. The Yanks moved Pedances up early. the The Red Sox are throwing <laughs> anyone they got early. Um. So I I don't know you you had two chances to see Madsen zeros zero performance grade for him both times, but yeah the the Red Sox look incredibly special. Benny doing reindeer catches with a, a nice grimace in the outfield, just sexy guy. You think he's a hot boy, Benny? Yeah. No, but that was a nice catch. But I don't think he's a hot boy. Oh, I think he's a dweeb. Oh, he's good at baseball. And he made a really nice catch. Nice catch. I think that catch was was nicer than the broadcast acted. I feel like we're gonna talk about him like people talk about uh what what's his name? Fred Lynn. Like I don't I don't see a ton of Freddie Lynn highlights, but you hear someone in Boston talk about Fred Lynn. Oh my god, Freddie Lynn, rookie of the year, MVP. And then he I don't want to say his career went down from there, but he never won another MVP. But the way people talk about Fred Lynn. But then I wonder if that's like reverse racism. Do I just – Benny's a white outfielder, so I compare him to another white outfielder in Red Sox history. They could play totally different. So I guess yeah. I'm asking Red Sox fans to help me out. Yeah, Are they similar? I'm just learning who Fred Lynn is for the first time. Looks like a nice Ooh. guy. But that's that's, tough. that's not a name that, that registers in my brain. He's the uh, he, rookie of the year MVP. He's like the the guy to do that. Yeah, that sounds fun. Judge should have done that, but instead yeah. he didn't. Like total idiot. It would have been fun to now say, all right, let's talk about some local sports and have a good time, but the Knicks didn't give us a good time last night. Oh, I'll have a good time talking about that. Are you kidding me? I only tuned in for the set, third and fourth. They were down by 20 the whole time I watched. Yeah, I mean, hey, they <laughs> NBA is nuts, man. They, they won... They won the first quarter. They were up 11 after the first. Uh, it wasn't pretty, but they, they were making their shots, which big part of basketball for little inside info for the people there. And then they just fell apart. Um, they, the second quarter, they got beat 31 to 18. So that, and they're still they're only down two at the half. It's the NBA, like Tim Hardaway's dad is in the house. That's where he used to ball out. 
Um, and Tim then Hardaway Senior. Yes, THS. Um, THS. And then they just get pumped in the third, forty-five to twenty, forty-five point quarter. Um, that's what the Knicks scored in the first half. There's there's some analytics for you. Um, and yeah, they they just they just ended up not looking good. Your your highlights for the Knicks is uh, Damian Dotson, Dame Dot, last year's second round pick. Uh, he's like a shooting guard. He had a double double, and he's been shooting it really well from three this year. So if he's a useful piece, that'd be pretty cool. Um, no one else played <laughs> pretty basketball, to be com- completely honest. Hazonia, your boy, and Tim Hardaway, THJ, um, had 14 and 13 points, but they not great shooting nights. Just uh, ugly game. There's a good um, good Fizdale story that you'd like. I heard. I saw like Fizdale and Spolcher like waving to each other. Spolcher's hair looked weird. What was? What's the story? Is that the story? So, so they both have Miami roots. Like Fizdale's first NBA job was 1998, so 20 years ago. He was just a film guy for the Miami Heat, and Spolster was there. And I think Spolster like just graduated from film guy or something like that, or they were doing it together. I forget. But Spolster was there first, and uh, so Fizdale goes in for his first day. You know, he's he's doing what the kids are saying. He's he's about to get this bread, and. Uh, so puts in like the first tape and a huge rat just r- runs over his foot. Oh. Yeah. And he he goes to Spolstra, who I, again, I I forget if he's peer or just like <laughs> barely boss. And he's like, "Hey man, I uh <laughs> got to be honest with you. Signed up signed up to watch tape, not in for this rat stuff." And Spolstra's just like, "Yeah, dude, it's it it's not worth it unless you want to talk to Pat Riley about it." Who Pat Riley at the time was like the dawn of basketball, so like that wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. And so they sent they used to do so like they'd set up their own mouse traps, obviously. Yeah. And and then they used to just put <laughs> they just used to put food in the hallway to try to get the rats out of the room. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, I know. That would have stopped you from being an NBA coach. Yes, that would have. Because it seems like anyone can be an NBA coach. Just you go from film guy to coach. Is that the biggest sport where like the path to baseball? It's usually ex players. I feel like there's a lot of basketball coaches that are like film guy to coach. Uh, yeah. I'm 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 trying to think. Yeah, baseball. I guess coaching wise, that doesn't make sense. But I mean, baseball. How many? <laughs> it's almost not like X's and O's. Like you could be an incredible. Like basketball X's and O's coach, and that's impressive. Yeah, but like, what what sport has the most coaches, managers that didn't play the game? Um, it it's probably close between football, what, and- hot football. Yeah, because football you can watch the tape too, and like like Bill Belichick. I mean, what do you count as playing football? Like professionally, not D one. Okay, so yeah, I'm pretty sure Belichick didn't play D1, if, I, if I'm remembering that correctly. And yeah, I mean, if you can impress the players with X's and O's, I, I think that's how you earn their respect. And in baseball, you can't really do that. Joe Madden is the only person, the only manager I can think of that probably didn't play. Yeah, and I mean, he must have, he must have played minor league and stuff. I feel like all managers get a cup of tea in the minors. It's not like... The, I feel like... Baseball doesn't have any geeks that were just like, I think I can outmanage everyone, you know? 
Buck Showalter never played in the pros, but he he went from minor league player to minor league manager right away. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think Joe Madden ever played baseball. I mean, in like as in the minor leagues. Oh, it's impressive. And I mean, basketball doesn't have a minor league, so then it's psych. Like- psych. He played minor league baseball as a catcher. Signed with the California Angels, free agent, nineteen seventy-five, but never advanced higher than Class A which he played for four seasons. Right. Learn something new. Joe Madden. So there you go. Um, yeah, I think if you can win them over with X's and O's like you can in football and basketball, then you have a chance to do that. Baseball, I mean, what are, what are you going to tell a pitcher? Like, ah, throw your slider here. Uh, okay, guy. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> you like that. You can talk. I have a novice question for you. Sure. About basketball. Okay. So, so, so <clears throat> I like baseball reference for baseball. I'll go to Fangraphs and ESPN if I look for what they offer, but mostly I live on baseball reference. Right. Because we don't go too deep into um, the advanced stats. And baseball sure. reference covers you, game log splits. <clears throat> so I was like, what does basketball use? Well, quick Google search got me to basketballreference.com, which is the same exact site formula. That's Bingo. fantastic. Because NHL, I don't know what to use. There's like... Um, Hockey MD, like IMDb, but hockey MD. Hmm. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if there's a hockey reference. I don't know what NHL players use. Anyway, I'm looking at game logs of players, right? Sure. On the Knicks, uh, Nilakina. 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 When I look at his game logs, sure. What am I looking for? <laughs> that's, that's kind of the question, Jim. Um, and it, it's, it's a little worrisome. I, I, Cause, I think cause, I, I, I can speak for Knicks Nation when I say that. Because, I mean, just the way they're using him, I don't – it's tough. So when you when you draft a 5'6 guy – or 5'6, six, <laughs> six, that's me. Um, if you draft a 6'6 six, six guy who's a point guard, like the advantage is supposed to be his height and eventually his strength, which he's working on. He's still 20 years old. Like he was still younger than some of this year's draft picks. I think the part that was scary is that Trey Burke is going to play a lot of point guard this year, and Frank's value comes from being a point guard, like best-case scenario. And it seems like they're not going to give him full run at the point, and they're putting the emphasis this year on defense, which is cool. And he has crazy length, and he like grew an inch, so he's 6'7 now. So he can become a defensive stopper, but it just turns into, like, what is he going to do on the offensive end? Is he going to be a point guard? Is he going to run the offense? Is he going to stand in the corner and look for open threes? Is he going to be – is he kind of going to be a Swiss Army knife on offense where he can shoot a little, drive a little, pass a little, rebound a little, which that looks like the most likely option right now. But it's just tough because that was your guy's lottery pick and you're looking at some of these other guys that are putting up serious points. He got drafted before Derek – uh, Donovan Mitchell, which is a tough look. Not not that the scouts had had that one defined, but um, yeah, man, it it's tough. It, the the Frank question's really interesting right now. But if if the Knicks' plan goes to plan right now, would be to sign two good free agents, um, and it's hoping Knox develops and Porzingis comes back healthy. So in a way. If Frank can become this defensive lockdown player and do a little bit of everything on offense, that could be a really good thing if someone like Kevin Durant did come in because then you have 
Durant, Knox, Porzingis trying to get shots, or if they sign someone like Kyrie, like that's still a lot of shots. So it's tough because it almost looks like they're molding him to be a role player. And again, a guy who was a lottery pick. But if he can be elite at that, if you can be a guard-sized Draymond Green, I mean, you can have a special effect on a team. Yeah. I'm just looking at his game log for this season and uh, like, all right. So first I was going to points, and he's not throwing up a lot of points ever. He hasn't broken 10 yet this season. Single double. Doesn't have, doesn't have a single double yet in five games. Uh, but then I went to, okay, assists, and he's got one, four, one, five, five. So that doesn't seem a lot. Steals. Uh, three, three point two assists per game. Yeah. One, four, one, five, five. Yeah. Steals three, three, one, zero, zero. So like, what am I supposed to be looking at? Yeah. So I, at, at the end of the year, I, I think assist is going to be the biggest number, probably assists and three point shooting percentage. Okay. Um, because I, the thing that I, I've been disappointed about this year, and I, I don't know if I have it through the right scope, is so he's six six. His length is supposed to be an advantage. Um, and his body's catching up, but it's still not there. But, man, my my guy doesn't like to drive. Um, he's he's shooting 36% from the field. He had his first – he's only shot two free throws this season, and they were last night. So he went four – his first four games – three of those games with 30-plus minutes without shooting a free throw. And you just need to be a threat to the defense to do that. That's how I play pickup basketball. Right. Because I know I'm so bad that I'm like, I'll just pass it to you guys. I haven't played pickup basketball in years, but in high school and like the college years when we would go go to the the court and ball it, I'd just pass because I'm like, I suck. Aggressive passer. Yeah, he's he's not there, and he can do some. He's he has a already a really nice highlight reel of passes. Um, I I don't know, man. It, it's it's going to be interesting to see how the Trey Burke show develops because he is a shooting point guard, so you can have him work off the ball. Blah blah blah. Uh, um, I got good news on Frank. What do you got? Field goals. No, three point field goals this season. Sure. Five games. First game made one. Second game made one. Third game made one. Fourth game made one. Last night made two. Yeah, I mean huge. So huge. if you go, how many games are in a season? Eighty. If you go on that, one, 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 two, 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 three, 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 three. three. When you get to eighty, I'm gonna guess you're at like fourteen threes in a game. That's gonna be a wild, that's, wild that's game. Tough. Jimmy, that would be Steph Curry type stuff. He threw up fifty one yesterday. Look at that. Is what, that called a segu? A, a segue? Tra- what a transition by Jake. Oh my god, he's in transition. Um <laughs> now St- Steph Curry. Now that's that's something that should be talked about in the sports world and not a guy averaging six points, three assists, and two rebounds, but that's kind of Nick's life. Um man. If you're listening to this and I'm I'm your voice of advice, figure something out because I shouldn't be. But you should watch the Steph Curry highlights because they're just incredible. I I literally I texted because in in basketball chat someone texted me like Yo Steph's going off. Which a that's a cool thing that if you tell that to anyone who watches basketball or just a sports fan, someone that knows Steph Curry, they know what that means. 
Like, if you say Steph Curry's going off, it's like, okay, so he's doing the dribbling show. He's making crazy shots. Like, that's, that's kind of cool. But so then I looked at the highlights because I was going to watch uh, – I watched the live highlights on Scott Van Pelt because I want to see he was doing an interview with that uh, the Purdue kid who's mm-hmm. sick. Um, and, dude, just the shots he makes are ridiculous. Like, it, any other player – misses those it's almost like a not top 10 play and he just makes them routine and he's just got that scrawny like aloof style of play I don't know man it's it's just insane where he hits shots and the way he does it is it's incredible from three he attempted 16 three-pointers and he made 11 yeah that's good that's that's uh that's like Frank Nilakina come February 10 10 online you know what you know what curry doesn't have that nilakina does uh a french he's he's what french domain what's what's the term residency yeah french accent too yeah well you don't know that yeah i've never heard nilakina speak but he doesn't have a he doesn't have a really confusing fun last name to say steph Steph curry simple frank nilakina pretty fun if you don't know how to pronounce nilakina go to talkingknicks.com yeah. go to the store buy a shirt it's just it's just the phonetic pronounce pronunciation of nilakina wear that to madison square garden everyone will be reading your shirt nonstop. how do you say it i want to be able to cheer for this guy uh, once i figure out what he's supposed to be doing on the court and then they'll look at your shirt so we got some nick shirts up on the store go check those out talk yeah, talkingknicks.com only only quick run through for people that would like the NBA. Toronto wins. Kawhi looks good and they look good, which is kind of cool and good for the Eastern Conference. Uh, Jazz beat Houston, which is kind of a good game. Everybody loves the Jazz this year. Milwaukee beat Philly. Gianna's show was, was pretty cool because it always is. And something that I think you would like to dig up the quotes on. But So Cleveland, Tristan Thompson, he's, he's dating a Kardashian now. Um, he, uh, all his quotes this like off season have been, you know, we're still the defending champs. So, you know, teams are going to be coming at us and that's like literally everyone's action, but he's been pushing it and everyone's like, no dude, that's uh LeBron was the defending. He's not saying it tongue in cheek. No, no. He's like team, you know, we won the East last year and teams are going to have to come through us. People are like, come on, man. That's really funny. Um, and so sad. They lo- it, that's sad. And they, they lost to Brooklyn. They dropped to zero and four this year. <laughs> Defending champs, though. So yeah, they got that. Yeah. Hey, Lakers. Lakers didn't win with LeBron until last night. I think was their first one. So. Yeah, the coach was like, "Hey, let's win." They did it. Yeah, that's a headline on ESPN, by the way. Ang- angry Luke Walton, like wills Lakers to win or something like that. Oh, so <clears throat> I'm writing ESPN headlines now. Yeah, proud Co- of you. Coach said, guys, let's fucking win. Guys, let's mix it up tonight. Tonight, let's win. We dine in hell. Ready your breakfast and eat them hot. You watch, have you watched 300 recently? I think I, within the last year and a half, I think I watched it once. What are your thoughts on it? When I saw 300 in theaters for the first time, I said, that was a cool movie. I'll never watch it again, though. But then it right. became a rallying cry when my hockey team was in the state championships. Like we watched it, we made like quotes off of it because it just came out then. So sure. we like watched it as a team a lot and quoted it a lot. So then I ended up watching it a bunch. 
Um, it's a cool story, but like the graphics never did anything for me. Like, I don't like watching cartoons. So it didn't hold up as well. Yeah, it's it's tough. I It's totally mindset, which that's my cop-out phrase I can say about anything. But like I just threw it on. It was on TV, and there was nothing else going on, so I went for it. And I probably hadn't watched it since theaters. And there's some parts I was like, yo, this is kind of cool. And there's other parts you're like, eh, okay. Yeah. But I, I, overall, I still liked it. It still entertained me. Ready your breakfast and eat them, Hardy. For tonight, we dine in hell. <laughs> we, we will fight in the shade. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. Our arrows will blot out the sun. <laughs> what's, what, what's another line? Oh, my son's dead. <laughs> I forget. That line always gets me. Okay, you, you can rate me as long as it helps the army. It's, it's, uh, was, are you still quoting the movie or are you talking to someone over there? Someone just walked into my room. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I think, Jim, I hate to play the perfect segues, but I think we're at the halfway mark. I think it's silly time. Yeah. We might right. have already been in it. Tom, get out of here. Go back to the plumbing. All right, get out of here, Tom. Silly. The real news. What's in the news? This bum, is the news. Bum, bum, bum. The news. Someone, um, someone left a review on Talking Yanks. Five star. Thank you very much for the review Thank on you. Talking Yanks. And they said like they love everything. And then in parentheses they put minus the singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought about that a little bit because you know, my honest to god first thought this morning was, do we work in more singing? It's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> no. People probably don't want that. Well, let's leave it up to them. More singing or less singing? Leave a five-star review yeah. and tell us. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's, a, it's one of those make-your-own-story-books. <laughs> yeah. I think I like the show. I just really want you guys to stop singing. So here's five stars. Please stop singing. Yeah. I mean, I like singing sometimes. Katie likes when I make up songs around the house. She told me that once, and I, I thought she was being like joking, and she said, no, it's entertaining. Oh, we're huge makeup song guys. I made up a song about my grandma's dog that a lot of people would say was rude because it was like, you're a bitch, you're a fucking bitch, a female dog, Mm. and a bitch in the other way too. Yeah. I like my grandma's dog now because she she respects me. Respect me. Yeah. You got to come at it like a prey, not a predator. All right, yeah. let's get all, all, all my songs end up having my dog's name in them, which is just one of those, like, you're getting old and you realize you're becoming, like, a, that person a little bit. Yeah, then you're dumb. All right. Yeah. Choose your first story. We got a good pool of them today. I want you to go first. Okay, I'm going to go. I, f- I think how I keep adding stuff to sports, I think you get first story, I get second story, and then you add on a third if you want it. Okay, well, uh, a 12-year-old boy urinated on an electrical outlet Friday morning at Sunnyside Intermediate School in an attempt to start a fire. Now, Jake, there's a lot of things here. It started a fire. They had to get the fire extinguisher and put out a fire. Because the headline says, in an attempt to start a fire. No, motherfucker started a fire. I didn't know that this was a thing that could happen. Yeah, dude. I just I my when you were saying all, all all those words you said, my I was going to say with the words I was gonna say, I was like, you know, I was gonna kind of defend the kid and be like, you know what, twelve year old boy, figuring out some of the range on his pee and that kind of stuff. 
you know, what happens if you pee in an electrical outlet? Like, I've, I'd be lying if I said I haven't had that thought process. For him to think it would start a fire, and then it did? I'm against this kid. Lock him up. Well. No. It, he, you're, so you're locking him up because he's smart? Partially. Ted Kaczynski was smart. I'm locking him up because he started. He intentionally started a fire. Yes, but it was kind of cool. The The scary part is they're worried if his, he shocked his penis. Been there. <laughs> because the stream, Mythbuster said, if you get close enough, it can shock your penis. Right. Uh, it travels through the liquid. You know, now, so I'll pretend like I know that. Now, everyone close your eyes. Okay. And picture... This 12-year-old boy peeing into the the outlet, do you have him standing away from the wall or do you have him kneeling like directly in front, close? Kneeling close, 12-year-old boy. You did? I had him standing away. Then I heard about the shock thing and I was like, oh my God, imagine if he was like right in the hole. No, I, th- I think you got your adult hat on. If you're adult hat, you, you aim and spray. But little kid, I think you you might even drop your pants down to your knees. You drop to a knee, your butt out. Just peeing in the outlet. Mm. So you think this kid should go to jail? He got in trouble. He's like going to like 12-year-old jail. Yeah, man. He tried to start a fire, and he did. I. This is the biggest they buried the lead in the headline. Because when I started reading the article, they were like, <laughs> they had to bring in a fire extinguisher, and the fire alarm went off. That dude started a fire. Yes. I, I'm i still a fan. All right, what do you got? What story do you want? I I think if you, looking at these stories, you'd be surprised at which one I picked. I went with the Tennessee doctor who borrowed 300K from one of their patients <laughs> and then diagnosed them later with dementia. It's... <laughs> <laughs> It's the smartest. This is one of those things where this doctor sat on this plan for 20 years. Yeah, so that's the crazy part. The doctor is 79, so that brings in some old person craziness type stuff. No, this, and, they're at, like, at the end of their run of uh, being a doctor, because when you're 80, I don't think many people are seeing you as a doctor anymore. You know, modern medicine has just passed you by. But for 20 years, what if I <laughs> borrow money from a patient and then diagnose them with dementia when they ask for it back. And finally, they were like, all right, got to do it. It was like a really good friend, 25-year-old, 25-year patient, a really good friend that she did this to. Yeah. I mean, that's that's tough, man. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a really bad look for uh, Dr. Lee, who's been disbanded, um, which, was, which was a little overdue, I think we, we could say, if, if this was your attempt. But, uh, I mean, kind of genius. So many people have tried to pull this. Like, hey, you borrowed... What if it's been pulled a thousand times? But... You're someone with dementia. You're freaking out right now. <laughs> yeah, but then you just forget you got dementia. Yeah. And you're fine. But, but so many friends and, like, non-doctors have been like, I didn't borrow money from you. What are you talking about? I don't remember that. You're crazy. This doctor gets to legally say, oh, no, you're crazy. So yeah. that didn't happen. That three hundred grand. Why are who? What kind of the patient is just offering up three hundred grand? 
as a loan. I, it says in the story that again they've known each other for twenty five years. Um, it it says that the patient was had been paying off. Or let me see. They they phrased <laughs> the whole. Th- this will shock you. The whole thing was kind of odd. Um, <laughs> the state records say that Lee sent a letter about the diagnosis. Lee said she borrowed the money from the patient approximately 20 years ago and had been repaying the debt. That's when she was twisting the facts. So, yeah, I I don't know. This <laughs> bad, bad doctor tried to steal money from patient and then claim they're crazy, which... <laughs> Pow. <laughs> Boom. It's a good move. Hey. It's a strong move. It's that, been better than some of the criminal stuff we've heard that has worked. So, like, I get it. That 300K I barred you, are you putting it to good use? Can I have it back? Oh, no. You're crazy. You've never given me a dollar in your life. No, we talked yesterday. I About your you, dementia. I gave you 300K. <laughs> I didn't forget that. All right, so we have three. We have two stories on here, Jake. One makes me mad, and one makes me happy. Okay. Uh, and one's kind of like I, I'm gonna. I it's silly, but I'm serious about it. So I'm gonna do that because I think this is this is something I want to imprint on the world, which okay. I I don't want to change the world. But there are rage rooms being made where you can pay money and you can go in there and smash glasses with a sledgehammer. You can break computers. And just break shit. Now, charging for this is stupid. I don't think anyone should pay to go break stuff. Just find something around your house, go to a safe place and break it. I will say American society needs to allow people to get their rage out without being judged. Like I, and I do this, I did this with my friends. I am a big I just need to like break something. It just is a release. Like, uh, and my sisters always said I was too, they said like I was, um, what's the word? Like physical, but not physical. Like they said I was, uh, I, I get not abusive, but like, I don't know, whatever. Like, cause I like, I like, if I get mad, I'd like to like break something. Right. I can't think punch, of word. Punch a wall. Punch a wall, which, you know, if you, if you fix the wall afterwards, fine. Go punch a wall that doesn't need to be fixed, like not a nice wall. Um, but I just think it's crazy that, like, men aren't allowed to do that. Otherwise, they get written off as crazy. Or it's, women. Or mm. women. But I, yeah, if you're a woman and you feel that urge, too, I think men feel yeah. it more. In, I think you'd call you'd call a woman crazier if you saw them doing that. <laughs> it's, a, it's the same thing, you know? Yeah, but if you find a place, like... My friend Brad was really angry once. I forget why. Like, there was a fight. And I was like, dude, let's go break these glasses. And we just went to a back alley and we smashed glasses in the dumpster. Sure. And it feels good. Yeah. And you, like, get it out. But it's crazy that, like, like I was reading the story about how at American funerals, if the, the man has to stand up there and be stoic, you know, and that's, like, the proper way to grieve at a funeral. Right. And, like, if he starts screaming and kicking and, like, punching, like, the ground because he's, like, so like emotionally torn up then he would look like whoa he's he's really handling this bad it's like no he's just getting out his emotions so rage rooms i'm all for but just do it on your own so i like this story but i just wanted to say stop judging people when they're being rage filled as long as they're not hurting anything or anyone besides a computer and, and, w- and we we used to smash tvs in college all the time 
couple times. And Jimmy, I'm I'm seeing the price on this. Looks like eighty bucks. Yeah, to, to get the full sledgehammer and that stuff. Jimmy, what's what's one of my many genius business ideas? Throwing apples at you. It's kind of the same thing. But so it's five dollars for an apple, ten bucks for three, and you basically come into a batting cage with me about sixty feet away, and there's some techno music and some lights and stuff, and I'm dancing, and you get to throw the apple at me. You're wearing sweatbands around your arms and your head. Probably. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of frills. That's how I picture it. There's a lot of frills. Um, but yeah, man, that's you're you're on your lunch break. You're walking down with your coworkers down the street. You know, I'm gonna peg that guy today. <laughs> I'm gonna pretend he's Frank in accounting, and I'm gonna peg that guy today. Yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, I mean, if anyone wants an incredible business idea, you, well, you just heard it. Yeah. Well, when I have a kid, if I ever have a kid and like a son, I'm gonna let him know, like, hey. You're upset right now? Let's go to the woods and let's break trees over... Let's break sticks over trees. Sure. Get it out. Just be safe. Pent-up rage is bad. Gotta get it out. Right. If... if What if the son... If your son gets too obsessed with stick breaking, I think that starts going the other way, though. Of course. With anything. You gotta be... Gotta make... You gotta... You gotta limit and counts or limit and... Um, I can't think of the word. Watch over everything to make sure it doesn't go radically left or right. Raising a kid, we know about that. Yeah. Well, my T- cousin breaks his Xbox controller all the time. Sure. And it's like, whenever you feel that, let's go outside and break something we can break. Give a pillow punch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'm just giving million dollar ideas all day. Screaming into a pillow? That's always works. That's like just a girl a firm, one. Just backhand fist into a pillow. Just knock yourself in the head a lot. Nah, that's that's one of your moves. I have seen that. All right, do you want to talk about this fucking idiot that's going to live in a jar? You want to go jar? You want to go TQ? I'm I'm down with whatever. If you think the people need to know it, we could tell. There's them. a guy in British Columbia who's trying to like do promote climate change science stuff, and he's going to go live in a tent, a jar, basically biodome, the movie biodome, but just a jar, and he's just going to live off the oxygen that the plants inside of his tent i just hope this guy fails right like when the guy no it's also tough jim that should be a natural thought but it's also not because what what are you doing curtis bout bouty so the self-proclaimed whimsical scientist yeah you're out with me dog yeah because don't call yourself that ever it's like nick walenda when he's like i'm gonna tight walk tight rob Tight walk. I can't talk today. I'm gonna tightrope walk across the Grand Canyon. Like, dude, I don't. Your whole family died from doing dumb shit. Now, you, and it's it's three days. This guy's camping. Yeah, he's gonna live oh off plant God. oxygen for three days. Dude, he's doing it in his dad in his brother's backyard, and like he's sealing the tent shut with tape. Yo, oxygen's gonna sneak in there, and then you're gonna claim that you're the best ever, and you're not. And I don't like you. Yeah, okay, so I just felt bad because I I just thought, like, if if he actually did this right, the whimsical scientist, I mean, there's a good chance he dies, which, I mean, that's, that's tough. I'm not going to wish that upon him. 
Do I hope he has to like scrape his way out and look like a crazy man for like five minutes? Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, th- this is camping. I've spent three days in my apartment not living off plant oxygen. What what does what do I get? Nothing. Yeah. Well, that's what he gets either. Like, you got to pay like for who, your apartment. What what scientific firm is looking at this guy like? Oh my god, he's doing it. We got, we got to bring him in. No, they're all like, get out of here, whimsical scientist. That's probably an insult in the scientist community. To be a whimsical scientist? Yeah. Some one one of your co- your rival colleague comes in. And he's like, I've figured out how to make fire into electricity. And you go, oh, here's the whimsical scientist. And the crowd's like, oh, <laughs> that's what I picture science meetings like. <laughs> this guy's going to live in a tent. I hate the whimsical scientist. Yeah. I if So if you had an option, <laughs> this is mean. <laughs> you have the option to send the 12-year-old piss kid to juvie or the whimsical scientist to jail, <laughs> what do you do? The the piss kid's got to go to juvie. <laughs> no, I'm sending the whimsical scientist. <laughs> you can't send him to jail. I'm going, I'm going honest mistake by the kid, figuring out his peeper. <laughs> whimsical scientist, get out of here. How's the, how's the oxygen in jail for three days? Dude, this is like, this dude is like the lady who wants to swim across the Atlantic, like free swim. But then she's in a cage with like nothing. The tides can't and the sharks can't get her and like nothing. And she's done it like three attempts and never made it. Right. And it's like, we don't care. Yeah. Please stop attempting this. You're spending money and you're making people read about it and no one cares. Well, she can do it for herself. That's fine. But yeah, don't bring it to my attention. (laughs) So we just brought it to everyone else's attention. Let's go to the Twitter question of the day. I wrapped these up uh, last week. So I'm going to throw another tweet out uh, tomorrow to get some more random questions. Someone asked, like, can, well, you're going to answer the sports questions that were asked. And I was like, no, this is random life, whatever, you know, like shower thought, high Anything. thoughts, random, wherever you want to go with it, questions. So I will throw out another prompt to get more responses because we're running out. Jake, you can choose. Do you want to go? There's two options. You choose which one you want. Uh, I was I was lugaling something. Um, ooh, a couple Lugle. interesting ones. I'll I'll take the long one. I'm, I'm gonna leave out the profanity because you know I'm not a monster. But why do we not have nap time in high school? From Brandon Kramer. He's like Kramer. 9,000 or something on Instagram. I forget his name. But no nap time in high school. Do you want it? Do you need it? Yeah, I, 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 I napped in high school. Like study hall. Um, you know what? I remember taking some really good naps in gym class when we did. There was like one time in Pomperog when we did yoga in gym, which seems ahead of its time. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, I think it was yoga. And there was like the wrestling mats. Yeah. And I just straight up sleep in the back. No one really cared. Whoever was teaching yoga didn't give a fuck. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. As long as, there's a certain point in high school, as long as you're not disrupting the class, like you're, you're kind of fine. High school, Pomperog was like this, but my, my next high school in California wasn't. But some high schools make the kids get up way too early. 
Yeah. Like way too early to be functioning. I think it's actually like science that says like SAT SAT tests. If it's really early, you do worse. If it's like 9 a.m., if it's like 7.30. I think Pomperog, we got to school like really early. I had a long bus ride. I needed a nap. I think naps are going to come back a little bit because it seemed like almost American society pushed away naps. The funnier thing in my head right now is that (laughs) there's basically one culture in the world that's gotten to roll with naps, and it's like Spain with the siestas. Yeah, well, they're like, late. how are they? How are they the only country that's gotten to like this far with the nap? They're lazy know? countries, and I don't mean that as a insult. I think that was like the technical term. It's not lazy. No, laissez-faire. Uh, no, no, it's because like France and Spain were like kind of like the lazy siesta countries when they were surrounded by Italy and Germany, which were like the industrial, we're going to take over the world countries. And France right. and Spain were like, all right, like, come on, we're just trying to sleep. Right. And lazy's kind of, that's what I'm saying. Lazy's kind of rude there. And I, I see naps coming back with all these. I mean, I guess Facebook and Google already started. They have nap pods and stuff like that. But I think, yeah, any career should have a little nap session. I mean, a lot of people, I think there's a shocking amount of people in the world that try to nap during their lunch break and everything like that, which I I mean, I I support. Go go take a little nap during your lunch. Eat Uh, eat on your five minutes back. I worked at Safeway, which is like a grocery store, like um, Stop and Shop or ShopRite. And when every, I was 15, so everyone that did bags had to go, everyone that did, uh, like I was bagging groceries or putting stuff away, stocking shelves, but everyone had to do one hour of carts, right? Right. I had two ways that I did my hour of carts. One, scour out the longest cart, like some homeless people would take the cart and like walk two miles away, like bring it to another shopping center across the street. And I just scour that out and be like, loss prevention i'm gonna go get that one and i'd take a hour stroll like 20 minutes there get the cart 20 minutes back just one cart or i'd go in my car and take an hour nap yeah so that's the story about me napping because naps are important yeah i bet there will be some hipster high schools that come along and have nap time in high school but no everyone's gonna push like oh you know you gotta put your best foot forward and try it stuff come on the other question we had was, what was Captain Hook's name before he lost his hand? And this is a short question, but uh, the answer is we don't know. No one, uh, it's not anywhere. His first name is James. No one knows his last name. Hook was not his true name. To reveal who he really w- was would even at this date set the country ablaze. But So no one's ever given him a real last name. What if it was Hook? That's cool. That's like Just the guy who... Coincidence. Uh, the guy who landed on... Australia, found Australia, was Captain Cook. Very close. Very close. But, but I, think it, I think it's even Captain James Cook, which is, like, really close. Discovering Australia. That never gets enough love. I guess I, guess I don't live there. But. Yeah. Captain James Cook discovered Australia. Very similar to Captain James Hook, who's a fictional guy who, like, hated kids. Both did both hated kids i mean if you're gonna go become 
a captain on a boat and like you just leave forever, yeah. you don't like kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, what else? What are we watching tonight, Jake? We got Thursday night football. The Dolphins versus the Texans. I believe the Texans are playing good right now, but are you going to watch this? I have zero. Really good game. Really good game. No, I'm probably not going to watch this. Um, I have you know who's, zero you know who's starting for the Dolphins, Jim? Tannehill? No, he's hurt. Mm, I don't know. Who? Brock Osweiler. Oh, Brocket ship. Nice. Yeah. So it's been Brocktober pretty strong. Um, he actually he like won a game and he was surprised. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, this this doesn't do much for me. I'd, I'll probably I'll probably watch random random NBA games. If it's a close game, I'll turn it on in the fourth. Yeah, that's fair. If it's a close game with five minutes left, I'll turn it on in the fourth. If it's 14, 14. At the beginning of the fourth, I'm going to wait that out. Okay. I just have zero interest in this. It's a tough one. Rangers are playing the Blackhawks. So come on, Rangers. Just one, five to two. Win again. Do it. Do it. Do it, the Rangers. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely leaning. It looks like Boston, Oklahoma City, good game. And then Denver and the Lakers. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be tuned into that NBA life. I might have to watch some TV shows I haven't caught up on yet. We got a new Always Sunny episode tonight. That's going to be good. And I still haven't finished uh, Making a Murderer. But those, that's what I'm how watching. Do, how do you feel this season is compared to the last season of Making a Murderer? It's not, it's, um, it's not as interesting because the first season, like true, first season, true crime uh, stories were like just blossoming. Like we had Serial, right. then we had The Jinx, then we had Making a Murderer on Netflix. And they were like, whoa, like this is wild. Like what's going on with our judicial system? Right. And it, so this, like it was a wild tale. This season he's got a new lawyer and it's much more about like the process of getting it dismissed, getting a new trial, blah, 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 blah. Like, like it's much more hands-on on the process than telling the story. Yeah, that's interesting you say that. Go on. Because I like that. There's this uh, true crime doc called The Staircase, which is so long. It's so long. And it's the most in-depth look you will ever have at a defense team. And like what prepping for questions happens, what, uh, you know, prepping, closing statements, opening statements, all that stuff. So for some, it could be boring, but I just am an inquisitive person. So I think it's it's super interesting. Yeah, my my girlfriend watched that. She loved the staircase. Um, Does she know about the owl theory? Ask Jess if she knows Oh, yeah. I, I know about the owl theory. I'm full on owl theory. For anyone that doesn't know, a quick sum. Guy's outside. His wife's inside. She's walking. Spoiler. She's walking inside. Um, she screams. He finds her at the bottom of the staircase, bloody and, and bleeding to death. Um, so he gets locked up for murder. And he's still in jail. He's never. I think he's still in jail. What the documentary doesn't even go into this, but the theory is that a predator bird flew over and attacked her head, which made her run, which made her slip, which made her bang her head even worse because the scars on her head completely match up to Fallon's or what tassels, whatever they are of of a bird. And uh, like it's like a real theory that people have. I I'm all in on owl theory. You think you hate birds. Think about how that guy feels. Yeah. I hate birds. Yeah. 
Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it's funny you said that they're going from it more about the judicial system angle. Because I think Serial came out with a new one, and I tried it for a little bit. And it was okay, but it was definitely more an emphasis on the, the system and how it operates, which must means all these shows must have did, like, consumer polls. And they're like, we want to know how the system works more. Which I think is interesting, because I don't know if that makes for necessarily a better TV show. Because, like you were saying, the story... The story in the first two, like Adnan, I mean, that was pretty cool. And same with the uh, the Netflix show. Making a Murder. Weirdo, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wild. I like true crime stuff. Uh, I like true crime podcasts. Uh, we got Talking Yanks today. We did our pitching grades and then reviewed some of the awards we gave out at the end, which was silly. Uh, Neil Walker show. But mostly we gave pitching grades and we, we laid, laid out the plan for... The next season. Do you have anything else today? No. I'm I'm recording something. I don't know if he, I can even talk about it yet. Yeah, secret. Keep that behind closed doors. Well, yeah. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Tell your friends we want our graph to keep looking good. We want more and more downloads every day. It's been fun. I enjoy this. We will be back tomorrow. We're doing Fridays as well for the last of the week. Week one of John Boy and Jake Radio. Drinking songs is Thursday's theme for the music. So if you have any Thursday, send, Thursday, send them in oh. as requests. Someone sent in. I think Austin said Friday should be feel good Friday. Kind of want every song to make you feel good. It's very wide open, but that's the best suggestion we have for a Friday theme so far because we don't have one. And we're out. John Boy and Jake Radio, Thursday in the books. Thank you very much for listening. Go tell your friends. Subscribe, rate, review. Subscribe, rate, review. See ya.